Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. morning. Good morning. We had a little beach ball of death thing happening there for a little bit. Let me fix this for you, Dr. Mary. I know how you hate to have the top of your head cut off. Oh, that's great. That's fair. Happy Tuesday. It's still nice out. It is. I got up this morning and it was 30. It's pitch dark, but it was 30. You know, it's hard small, to... Small steps. I know. It's going to be like negative 4,000 by the end of the day. So that's not very festive. All right. Um, I hope you watched the Sandra McCutcheon interview last week. If you didn't, be sure and go back and watch it. It was just bliss. It was. Absolute bliss. Her content was great. Her accent is great. She's great. It was just lovely. So um, go back and watch that if you did not yet. But today we're talking about some new thing. My mom's partner, Bob, sent us an article from, um, was it from the Pioneer Press, St. Paul? Well, okay, I'll find that. Star Tribune, Star Tribune. Um, so go ahead and talk about what we're talking about today, Dr. Mary. It's um, an interesting implication about what actually happens to your body during dry January and what it actually does to you. Yeah, the Star Tribune is doing a whole month of dry January content with a number of their reporters. They're using it for both sort of anecdotal and factual reporting. Okay. So um, one of the things that alcohol does, and it, this this article is actually just about a moderate drinker. It's not actually about an alcoholic at all. But the, 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 I mean, you can imagine that everything is amplified, amplified drastically if you actually are an alcoholic. But the the disruption of your sleep mm. and what it actually does to you is very interesting indeed. So one of the things they first talk about. Do um, you want this? Yes, thank okay. you. Sure. Let me ask you all a question, watching audience, and then you could respond. How many drinks do you think it takes to disrupt your regular sleep pattern? Were you going to that? That's all right. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I would fill, I would vamp while you were finding what you were looking for. How many drinks do you think it takes to actually disrupt your sleep? Anybody have a guess? You do know that there's a whole little bar where you can type in answers, right? They haven't read that on the syllabus. All right, fine. Dr. Mary, how many is it? One. One. One drink. Do you have any idea how far from bedtime that drink likely is? I mean, if I have a drink at 4.30, is that going to affect my sleep? Or is it having a drink at 7.30 before I go to bed? Actually, um, and it's... Thank you, Anne and Mother. (laughs) <laughs> it's Sorry. addressed in this article. We can blame, and for most things, um, we can blame this on. Um, most of the troubles in the world can be blamed for these set of people. Victorian England. Well, uh, okay. Because they invented the nightcap. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Because alcohol does make you sleepy. 
Mm -hmm. So you have a nightcap, you go to sleep, but your liver metabolizes the alcohol. And about three and a four hours later, all that alcohol is being metabolized. You actually wake up because a lot of the breakdown products from the alcohol and anything that the alcohol was mixed with make toxins that your liver handles with, but they wake you up. Yeah. Why is that? Um, you get woken up by a reflex arc because if you have a couple of drinks before you go to bed, of course, then you need to pee. Mm -hmm. It's everyone's favorite <laughs> phrase watching. Sorry for that. You have to go and urinate. Mm -hmm. Go piddle. Okay. But what else? Because, I mean, that could happen drinking a glass of water, having a cup uh, of decaffeinated yeah, but, tea. Uh, those toxins also start messing and um, the breakdown of alcohol also messes with your melatonin levels. So instead of having a restful sleep, it wakes you up. It stops you going in a REM sleep mm -hmm. so you don't get a restful period of sleep and then it actually induces nightmares. It can. Yeah. So, all right. Um, 15 years ago, I had a friend who was, continues to be 10 years older than I am. So she was about 45, 15 years ago. And we used to walk a lot and she talked about the fact that she thought she had to give up red wine because it was ruining her sleep. She was getting night sweats. Now, of course, this is also around the same time that menopause could have been setting in. But she was having terrible night sweats, terrible headaches. She was feeling anxious. She couldn't get comfortable. She was waking up multiple times a night. And I remember, so I was about 40 at this time, 20, you know, 35, 35. And I remember thinking, oh, for heaven's sakes, let's not be so dramatic. Um, and then I turned 45 and kind of the same thing started to happen to me. So what is that all about? And how is that related to all of this? Um, unfortunately, um, alcohol does have a worse effect on a, on a woman. Into the camera, Dr. Mary. On women than it does on men, um, mostly because of the biochemistry. So anything that makes you an all those things that disrupt your sleep when you're going through menopause or you know a change in your hormones is made worse if you consume alcohol even moderately why um it's just um because you you're in a biochemical imbalance anyway at that part of your life um it just makes it worse i think that's a rip it is it absolutely is and this article does also talk about the fact that um even if you drink in moderation and even if you do do the nightcap even if it's even if it's just like a glass or a glass and a half of wine, it relaxes the muscles in your neck and your head. Oh, yeah. So if you don't snore, you breathe heavily, you might start to snore. If you snore lightly, you snore heavily. If you've got mild sleep apnea, you get severe sleep apnea. Let me just say that I spent many, many nights yeah. when Masmeri actually would come to bed, which was towards the end of his active drinking period less frequent all the time. He mostly slept downstairs, kind of passed out. But when he did come to bed, it was like having a locomotive next to me. So this snoring thing is no joke. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I used to lie in bed and think, how bad would prison be? I bet I'd sleep better. <laughs> I, smothering seems like a good plan. Now it wasn't just the snoring, but I really... Yeah, I really thought through that for many, many, many nights. The snoring thing is super real. You're already a loud breather. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's a good thing you cut that out. So the breakdown of melatonin actually starts keeping you awake, but there is a difference between natural melatonin that your body makes and the melatonin tablets you take. So a lot of people I have talked to in rehab um, and AA meetings have always said that, they, you know, they I even try to take melatonin to get me to sleep because it doesn't work. Because if you've got alcohol in your body and you take melatonin, the alcohol immediately breaks down the melatonin. And that, oh. even though you will eventually go to sleep, that breakdown product actually does in some people induce nightmares so you sleep even worse it's a mess i just feel like how in the world do we live in a culture where we know the short-term and mild effects of addiction of alcohol consumption and we are currently living in an epidemic of alcoholism so we know these things, we're experiencing these things, science proves these things, and yet alcohol is everywhere and a given. Just a given that you will drink. I mean, who doesn't love the idea of one a nightcap? Doesn't that sound fantastic? Like, don't you think Cary Grant is offering you one? And who's saying no to Cary Grant? Even women didn't say no to Cary Grant and apparently Cary had no interest. So how in the world do we ever balance all of the reality around alcohol with the sophistication and sexuality of alcohol? Do yeah, you think? I, have no I don't idea. think you can solve that. I have no idea. I mean, it is, there are advertising or advertisements or advertisements, whatever. Ads, Ads some people call them. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, that really make the appeal of drinking alcohol sensibly incredibly sexy well yes all of them you rarely see an an ad for alcohol where you go wow that's for you know fill in the blank trashy people or whatever um so i think it's it's pretty much a given that it's always going to be pictured as something appealing and and what you want to grow up to be and do i mean even the shape of a wine glass there is a difference between drinking it out of a jam jar and drinking it out of a wine glass. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. I like wine. I'm not anti-wine. I don't always like what wine does to me. Yeah. But um, it's frustrating. Is there a way, I think the answer is no, but is there a way to chemically alter alcohol to not have these same kinds of effects? No, because it's such a small molecule molecule anyway that you might as well just not use it. Oh. I mean, they do. This article does say, you know, they did. Um, can't remember where they did the study, but the study's mentioned in here and there's probably a link to it. That mocktails actually do mm. you replace a alcoholic beverage of a mocktail and do your nightcap. It That will actually it has been shown that if you in the right setting drink something that isn't alcoholic but the idea is to relax you do so you could go to sleep more relaxed by drinking something that doesn't have alcohol in it and that will get you to sleep <laughs> yeah welch's grape juice um is lovely a little communal communion -y, uh which is what it was made for but something that makes you feel like it's fun i yeah, think as well so, it's true like a mocktail would be great something yes. that doesn't have any caffeine in it obviously so All... don't, you know don't have anything with 
you know, that fantastic drink we, we Yeah, our espresso and, martini. Yeah, that, that um, would be a bad idea. But Yes, you know. actually it's called an espresso martino. But um, yes, all of those drinks that we have shared with you in the past would all be great yeah. at night. Um, so, all right. Well, it's interesting. I'm curious to know who else watching has um, any challenges with... Uh, where am I going with this? Sorry, I'm trying to do something else and it threw me off. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. left me. One of the, part of this article was doing dry January, January is a fantastic way. And I, I when I read it, I, I thought immediately thought about years ago um, when um, I had to have an allergy board. Mm. Yeah, this is before it, I knew you. You get you, you purge yourself. So when you do an allergy board, well, um, you have to eat just plain brown rice for two weeks to get everything out of your body. Then they slap the allergy board in the back and find out what you're allergic to, which is messing with your life. Doing a dry January can actually work. You can actually work out what's wrong with you sleep wise. Come this way. Why? Um, you could have anything from mild sleep apnea to restless leg syndrome, in which case they can start working on the fact what you know what your potassium levels are like or do is do you have naturally low melatonin levels or do you mm. yeah but that you've got to go get that study yeah. you can't figure but that out you could you could start that and then that's a place where you can start talking to your um primary care medical professional and then you've got a place to go with some people call those doctors well you know <laughs> all right we've um included a link to the article it's well worth reading it's really interesting i like the um content that star tribune is providing this month i think it's great to be mindful for a whole month you can really make a lot of progress in a month's worth of time if you're trying to start or stop something so um you know if you're doing dry january stuff let us know how it's going let us know if there's things we should be talking about and yeah one more Will thing. You please get back on camera. Thank you. Uh, a, a former guest of ours and a friend of ours, Jamie Hill, um, he and his wife Sh um, Shannon. Shannon were on this. He put something on Facebook um, a couple of days ago that says, you know, that said the 16th of January is the middle part mm. of the month. And if you are trying to do a dry January because you do struggle with drink, this is the worst time. So he said, contact someone talk to someone so i just wanted to throw that message out there because that was a a very great yeah message absolutely so this is if you're trying to do it for because you think you have a drink problem this is going to be the worst time of the month for you so now think about reaching out to someone if you mm -hmm. really are committed to this absolutely um john and ann have two great uh nighttime habits ginger tea i think that's what john said right Yes, uncaffeinated ginger tea, and Anne Ooh. drinks hot milk. That's very Mary Poppins. I enjoy I that quite I used a bit. to do that uh, yeah. uh, uh, years ago. Yeah. I'll say this, hot milk with a little bit of vanilla in it is really good. Then you're not adding any additional sugar, but it's doing a little bit more than just hot milk, which feels a little bit weird to me. Like, where's all the cocoa? So um, <laughs> have a great day. We've got a new guest on Thursday, and we'll be live our first actual live guest thursday of the new year so we will see you on thursday read the article and do some thinking about uh what kinds of things you're doing right before bed that can have a negative effect we will hi bob thanks for sharing the article we'll talk to you on thursday see you later bye, bye.
Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.